This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free, just like we did for these current Web.com customers. We've used and and looked at other website designers, but there's nobody better than Web.com. Web.com can build your website in as little as seven days free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, and Bing. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. If you're in business today and you don't have a web presence, you won't be taken seriously. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-490-1099 or go to web.com slash radio. That's 800-490-1099. No upfront charge for site build, after which ongoing fees apply. Rights to site are relinquished when canceled. Domain included during active service, after which fees apply. Let me know when we have our guest. I'm going to have a guest here in just a couple of minutes, and it's an interesting one about an interesting topic. And I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to reveal it too early uh, because I really want to walk through it with him on the air. It's a fascinating take. Let's uh, let's start here with another fascinating story uh, about um, Russia. This is a story of one of the most bizarre ice skating routines you'll ever see, and you'd think, why would I care? Well. This person who's involved in this ice skating routine is the wife of Vladimir Putin's spokesperson. And you might say, still, why the hell would I care about an ice skating routine by Vladimir Putin's spokesperson? Well, watch some of it and and tell me if you think you might care. Have you noticed they're wearing the yellow stars? Uh, yeah, it's a striped uniform in the hat. Wow, this is incredibly poor taste. <laughs> it is a Holocaust themed ice skating uh, display. Good golly. What on earth what would you make thinking? you do this? Hey, you know what would be good? Wow, that is unbelievable. And look at, like, like, at times they show, like, weird fear in their faces, which is really tasteless. And then even worse, they are smiling and jovial and running around and, ah, ha, 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 what a fun time this Holocaust is. Weird. Now they're scared again. Well, no, she is. Okay. He's smiling. Yeah, he's fine. And I, I think... It's like mining case, out. No, don't cry. Uh, now he's leaving. Is she's picking up a baby? A baby, maybe. And uh, yeah, he gets killed. He gets killed. And uh, now she's just left there. But he smiled all the way to the execution. Yeah, he was so fine. He was. He was okay with it. And now she's in pain. <laughs> what on earth? 
I used to like the McRib. I don't know what it is. Oh, no. You and I don't care. I don't want to know what it is necessarily, but it's delicious. Would you, were you on the McRib? No, really. I don't like it that much. Really? I mean, really? Obviously, we've eaten it before here. Right. But it's a, it's a meat byproduct or substance yeah, of some sort okay. formed in the shape of a rib. Right. So, like, so. it's formed in the shape of the bone, which is always <laughs> right. a weird thing. Yeah. The meat, it, you can actually eat the bone <laughs> shape in the... But I, I, I'm curious, on Jeffy, because maybe we didn't explain this right. You do realize it's a food, right? You said you didn't like it. No, not, I don't. No, but it's a food. I'm, what I'm saying is it's food. I already admitted to eating it. I just said I don't necessarily okay. like it. Okay, that makes right. sense. I'm a little disappointed, though. Uh, I was a big fan of the McRib back in the day. Um, you know why? It well, has sauce on it. He doesn't like sauce. It's got some kind of food. It does have you some kind what? of funky That's sauce right. on it. That's uh, right. He's got a it's weird barbecue sauce. Barbecue sauce. Maybe it's yeah. weird it's not barbecue sauce. sauce. So it's, it's, uh, it's McDonald's, some kind of funky sauce. It's, no, it's uh, a barbecue type uh, sauce. I don't, that's it's such a strange stance. Anyway, uh, well, apparently no one likes uh, McRibs as much as this particular person. Let's watch this. Okay. There are um, 10 McDonald's here in Santa Clarita, and none of them are selling the McRib. Um, specifically, the McDonald's on Shakela Lane next to In-N-Out is not selling it, and it's been replaced no. by an all-day breakfast, which I what? think is like a really poor substitute. And consumers have had to resort to the McRibLocator.com, which gives disappointing results if you use it because the nearest um, sandwich was seen in the Bay Area. And to be honest, Uh like the removal of the McRib Uh from the menu has affected my family because (laughs) every Thanksgiving... Uh-huh. My family would like order a fifty-piece a chicken McNugget and yeah. like ten McRibs. It was like right, I think like a tradition in the our tradition. family. Okay, and this, this is not now. Real. It's like this can't be. Well, like my family's holiday spirits <laughs> kind of messed up and broken. Sounds like your family, Jeff. So basically, <laughs> what I'm trying to say is like I come to you uh, what? in this matter that I hope you uh, members of the council can help and speak to these um, <laughs> McDonald's managers because I tried she's calling online. She's pulling it and off really well. they, they yeah, don't take me seriously. So, I don't know. I to think me, she's like, serious. Thanksgiving for my family without mm-hmm. this, With like, McRib is like is the like... Christmas like, without snow. It just doesn't make sense. <laughs> so, um, thank Come you on. for your time and listening and... Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> she does pull it off well. I, yes, she does. If she is joking, that was a brilliant performance. It really was good. Brilliant performance. Uh, I don't, there's something about the fact that she's got like pink hair that like she kind of seems like she's kind of being a wise ass. I don't, I don't. Your family celebrates the McRib for Thanksgiving. Seriously, <laughs> she really pulls that off well. If it's unless it's real, and then I love her family. Uh. <laughs> I just love them. It's the greatest American family of all time. It really is. Uh, let's great. go to the. Uh, <laughs> it's so strange. Uh, to John Ziegler, they should be our founders, uh, our new founding fathers. Yes. 
That family. <laughs> Forget George Washington. John- Here's a family who does 10 McRibs for Thanksgiving every year. And Come a, on now. And a 50 piece nugget. John Ziegler is of uh, Mediaite, and uh, he is joining us now. John, first off, before we get started, do, how do you feel about the McRib? Are you a fan? I, I'm fine with a McRib, although I don't know how in the world I'm going to possibly follow that segment with what we're going to talk Pretty about. Pretty hard. <laughs> Pretty hard. Great, great producing, guys. <laughs> well, we, you, I don't know what happened, but you yeah, weren't here. We were supposed to it start was late. We had to, we had to fill. All right. So <laughs> I well, was we, here. Okay. Sorry about that. Anyway, um, so I, 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 I want to walk people through how I came across your angle on this particular story, which I have not told anybody about yet. Um, uh, we this goes to we're big sports fans here. And if you know, we'll never call you about this story on the radio show, John, because Glenn is, has knows nothing about sports. Uh, right. But as Penn State has uh, you know been in the news quite a bit uh, recently because of their you know really good performance this year um, in, 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 in football as they approached potentially going into the playoff uh, system. We we've been seeing people talking about Penn State. They're in the news. And of course, when that happens, it gets kind of thrown back to the the Penn State scandal from several years ago. And we had talked about this on the air multiple times in that, like, it felt like the media had had found that they this terrible story and had tried to, uh, I don't know, loop in every big name around Sandusky and try to basically try to ruin them and make them responsible for what Sandusky had allegedly done. Uh, and including most famously Joe Paterno. And as that's, the story came and went and Paterno passed away and, and the aftermath of that story, his son, Jay Paterno, was one who came out and wrote a book in his defense and tried to lay out a case of say, well, maybe you guys have this story wrong. And I kind of thought that case had been inter- was sort of interesting. Pat and I had talked about maybe having Jay Paterno on at one point. And I had noticed you had been tweeting on that same sort of bent in that you were defending um, Paterno and, and talking about the story. And I, you, you sold me and I had to get you on when I saw you tweet uh, a, a tweet about Jay Paterno, essentially, I thought, accusing Jay Paterno of being too anti-Paterno, <laughs> which if you, if you I mean, I thought that was pretty amazing. And you know this story so well. You've been on it for such a long time. Can you walk us through the scandal and what people don't understand about it? And is is it true? Is Joe Paterno actually kind of been railroaded in this case? Well, first of all, thank you guys for having the curiosity to take a look at this, because uh, this is the most extraordinary story that I have ever heard of in my entire life. Uh, mm. I have been on it for over four years. I have no connection to Penn State as you probably know, I've done in several documentary films and on stories in which the news media has completely blown it. And my BS detector on this story was going off at 11 uh, immediately when this uh, story transpired in November of 2011. Uh, to, to answer your question more directly, I would be thrilled to take you through step by step of how this remarkable perfect storm transpired because it's an incredible and a very, very important story going way beyond Penn State. However, we don't have three hours to do that. (laughs) Um, So let me give you the short version. Here's the short version. This story, the whole Penn State scandal, is hands up, don't shoot, Duke lacrosse, and Rolling Stone, Virginia rape case wrapped up in one put up on steroids because of the Joe Paterno angle. Mm. Joe Paterno is Mm. the nuclear explosion at the start of this story. 
that sends everything off in the wrong direction. It turns all the good guys into the bad guys. It turns the bad guys into the good guys. Everything about this story, and I mean everything, is upside down. The media bought into a narrative in two days, back in November of 2011, which makes no sense at all, and for which there is no evidence. In fact, mm. there is a mountain of evidence contradicting it. But once that narrative starts the snowball down the mountain, look out, because now everybody is invested in a myth, a complete mm. myth. I've been on the Today that's, Show with that's... Matt Lauer twice to discuss this. I've done hundreds of interviews. The news media is not interested in the truth in this because they've already had their fun for five years, this amazing, horrendous, horrible, horrific story that was a ratings and narrative mm. Giant, and now no one wants to correct it. And really, and the, it, the story wasn't even fun because right. yeah, I, at least I didn't think so. I mean, you've got this beloved college football co legend, a Hall of Fame member, who is now uh, cast into this terrible light because he didn't do anything uh, about sexual abuse. Um, so, where where did I mean? Is there is there something? Here's that, the story that they love. The downfall of a legend. Yeah. By the way, yeah. there's a political angle to this. Joe Paterno was a diehard Republican, ah. a conservative goody two shoes, and that apps. And by the way, the media hated Joe Paterno personally because he put himself, or they put him, or he was up on a pedestal. And these are all liberal members of the sports media. It was a slow sports week in November. The NBA was on strike. Baseball had ended. Uh, there was a low in the football season. Penn State had a home football game on ESPN that Saturday, and they had a chance to destroy this goody-two-shoes conservative legend, wow. and they took it. And what 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 really the moment that this story turns is the moment that Joe Paterno gets fired. Now, why did he get fired? He did not get fired because he had done anything wrong or knew anything about Jerry Sandusky uh, being a child molester or a pedophile. He got fired because there was a media-induced panic. Mm -hmm. And I've spoke, I have spoken to more people about this story than anyone on the planet, including for hours in prison with Jerry Sandusky himself. I know more mm. about this story than Jerry Sandusky does. And, <laughs> and he's, the first, he's the first person to tell you that. Mm. I, have, I have disdain for Penn State as an institution. So I have no connection here. I'm just telling you, I am a thousand percent positive this story was blown from day one. The, the perfect example wow. of this is, go back to the beginning, the first story ever written about Joe Paterno on this story was November 5th, 2011, the headline by a woman who would end up winning a Pulitzer Prize, which she didn't deserve in this case, because I think she blew it from day one, but the headline was, Joe Paterno praised for his handling of Sandusky sex abuse suspicions. Mm. And that was the first story. He was almost a hero in this case, guys. Wow. Without Joe Paterno, I am positive, positive, right or wrong, that Jerry Sandusky is a free man today because wow. Joe Paterno is the only person who even remotely backed up Mike McQuarrie, the then graduate assistant 
who allegedly saw Jerry Sandusky in the shower with a boy in some sort of a sex act, except nobody backs up Mike McCleary's story. And there is a mountain of evidence that Mike McCleary didn't say, didn't see what he later claimed to see 10 years later for an event which he got mm. the date, the month, and the year flat wrong. Mm. Everything about this case is wrong. Everything. This is interesting because I, 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 this is one of the questions I wanted to ask you because it's not just necessarily because my suspicion was that. Paterno got brought into this for the reasons he kind of discussed there in that like he's the big figure. He was the scalp everybody wanted. So they brought him in there and maybe he didn't uh, handle it perfectly. Maybe he wasn't the uh, you know, I mean, as you kind of pointed out, he's a goody goody two shoes. People talked about, you know, maybe he didn't uh, report it the right way, though he did report it. And though he did report it to his his superiors who were supposed to handle these types of matters. The question was, should he have followed up because he was the big guy on campus? Uh, just to kind of re- re- that was sort of the narrative at the time. But you're actually saying, too, that you think that Sandusky very well might not have even done these things. I know this is shocking to people who have not followed the case. OK, and I, I went into this presuming Jerry Sandusky was guilty as hell. All right. Mm-hmm. I, and, and I've got a I've got oh, a four year old daughter. I mean, like everybody else, I, I disdain. Obviously, child sex abuse this is not about defending child sex. Of abuse. course. Mm-hmm. How, how, mm-hmm. However, I, I understand that it's a course, but people think sure. that that's what sure. they're doing. So that's that's preposterous. So when I went into this. I presumed that the basic narrative was true. I just thought there's no way that Joe Paterno would have covered this up. And it doesn't make any sense. And there's no evidence for it. As I got deeper and deeper and deeper, I can now tell you, and I know this is going to sound insane to people. I can tell you with 100 percent certitude that Jerry Sandusky did not perform any sex act on anybody. He is not a pedophile. There's no one close wow, to this story. There's, there's, there's no one close to this story. And I've tried. There's no one close to this story who believes that Jerry Sandusky is actually a pedophile. It's just that this myth, it's like the Loch Ness Monster. Mm. This thing is the Loch Ness Monster. Everybody went after the Loch Ness Monster. No one believed there was a Loch Ness Monster until the media started saying there was one. And then everything after you believe there's a Loch Ness Monster is seen through that prism. Every ripple in, every ripple in the water, every shadow in the water, all of a sudden is the Loch Ness Monster. When, in fact, it's just a ripple. So it's just a shadow. And that's what this case was. And I, 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 I don't even like Jerry Sandusky. He is a dope. He is a naive dope. But that's what this case was about. It was a perfect storm and naive day. And there is no there is not a shred. There should be O.J. Simpson like evidence in this case after five years and all of these investigations. There's nothing. And by the way. There is a fake victim within the Penn State system that I have tapes of in a sting operation of the main lawyer in this case who proves beyond any shadow of a doubt that this whole thing is a scam. It's just nobody in the media cares about. I'm just blown away because I I expected defensive paterno. Maybe he he didn't know and they said he knew, but he didn't or or he did report when they said he didn't report. But to find out. That it's Sandusky is not even guilty know, of sex abuse. That's amazing because the I, I, guy's I, I, in jail for it, right? I, I understand. Believe me, no one understands this more than I do. And and by the way, when I went on the Today Show the second time with Jerry Sandusky's wife Dottie Sandusky, Matt Lauer declared my career dead on the Today Show, which, by the way, a pretty good way to go out if you're going to go out. <laughs> but, um, and, and and he I'm was accurate in saying that. And I knew, I knew that was the reality. 
this is not something I went into uh, with without my eyes wide open. But I'm that positive that wow. it's, it's not even close. <laughs> it, it, it is not even close. There's not a shred of evidence here where there should be tons. Ton, there should be tons, and there's nothing. I, I could go through I, for well, hours. Give, I, I, I hope you guys can someday visit this because the evidence is overwhelming on my side, but no one cares because we've already decided yeah, what the narrative done. is. Uh, well, give me, give me a couple of pieces because I know there were accusations. Obviously, um, uh, you Some know, guys came McQuer- forward. McQuery, who right? just got a huge award in this case, right? right. Millions and millions of dollars. He was just uh, awarded in this case. Um, so because he couldn't, you know, his case was he couldn't get a job or even a Rite Aid and, and all of these things. So he just got millions and millions of dollars from this. But he uh, reported the case in the shower that you mentioned. There were earlier um, reports, if I remember correctly, uh, that people said that there was something shady going on with Sandusky. Uh, he remained around the campus for a long time afterwards. What is the defense of this? These accusations were obviously made at the time. Um, Actually, well, here's the problem. The timeline you have, and it's not your fault. Yeah, no, I, the, reporting, I, the reporting here has been so horrendous. Okay. F- tell me. Uh, uh, the, the, the timeline is all off, okay? This case starts with one kid, a teenager, not an eight-year-old boy, okay? Mm-hmm. A teenager who's a track star and a wrestling star who claims at first some very vague and nebulous allegation of Jerry makes me feel uncomfortable. His name's Aaron Fisher. He's the only one that wrote a book about this case of the accusers. I urge you, read the book. <laughs> it's preposterous. The book is preposterous on its face. But nobody nobody wants to look at this because we've already decided what the conclusion is. Yeah. So as a 13 to 15 year old for two years, Aaron Fisher is the only accuser in this case. They can't find one shred of evidence, not an, uh, another allegation, not a corroborating witness. They, they, Aaron Fisher tries twice to testify to the grand jury. He fails miserably. They can't get an indictment because no one believes Aaron Fisher. So all of them, they're about to drop the case. The case is about to be dropped. And then all of a sudden, Mike McQuery falls in their lap. And under very odd circumstances that are, and I am the anti-conspiracy person, but the circumstances of how McQuarrie comes to their, to their attention are bizarre by any stretch of the imagination. But I, but the more important part here is that McQuarrie tells a completely different story 10 years later than he told to Joe Paterno and everybody else at Penn State back in 2001. And I cannot emphasize this enough. The two things you need to know about McQuarrie, he gets the, he testifies incorrectly as to the date, the month, and the year. He thinks the event happened after 9-11 when it actually happened before 9-11. Ask yourself, if you really saw a local legend raping a boy in the shower, would you not remember the year in which Mm -hmm. that happened? Mm -hmm. But more importantly, we know who the boy in the shower was. He never testified at trial. Why? Because he said on the day that Joe Paterno was fired in a very detailed statement to an FBI trained former police officer, I was the kid in the shower. Here are things that only I could know. Nothing ever happened. Jerry was the greatest thing that ever happened to me. I don't understand why Mike McQuarrie is saying this. And the prosecution didn't call him because they knew his story would not be consistent with McQuarrie. So this is, this is bizarre. That's pretty it, the, weird. The whole, this whole story is 
flat out wrong. Mm. And I'm telling you, I, I know you can tell from my, my <laughs> mannerisms. <laughs> a little passion. I mean, mm-hmm. this has been the most frustrating thing that I, I've ever dealt with in my life. I've well, a lot of I don't blame you, though, but because um, look at what's happened. A man went to jail from this. Uh, uh, a legend was ruined. His yeah. whole legacy was thrown out the window. Penn State, as an institution, has been yeah. tainted forever. So why, why would they? Why, why would this happen? Why would this? Why was this all? <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the here's what happens when Joe Paterno gets fired. Okay, that flips. Think about. Um, Gravity and the North and South Poles. Imagine if you flip the North and South Poles <laughs> and the world turned upside down. That's what Joe Paterno's firing does, because now all of a sudden everybody's self-interest is upside down. Everybody's incentives is upside down. Mm-hmm. And, and, and now Penn State has a massive self-interest to self-flagellate, to take blame for things that didn't happen, show the New York Times that they get it. Oh, we get it. We were so horrible. Let us pay out all this money. And so the morning after Paterno was fired, Business Insider has a headline, Penn State on the hook for $100 million, which, by the way, turns out to be almost exactly right to the penny. Well, what happens when you put put $100 million on the table? Guess what's going to happen? You're going to get all sorts of amazing stories. And this year, we heard these utterly bullcrap stories of 1971 and 1976 accusers saying that they told Joe Paterno, well, guess what? There's a reason why the 71 and 76, which happen to be the oldest Sandusky accusers, there's a reason why they named Joe Paterno. It's either because this is the most horrendous, ridiculous, nonsensical conspiracy over 40 years that's ever happened, or... More logically, these were guys who were too old to get a settlement because they're over 30 years old in the state of Pennsylvania. That's the statute of limitations. They were not members of Jerry Sandusky's charity because that didn't start till 1977. And when you have two strikes against you in the settlement process, you need to hit a home run on number three. And number three is you need to bring it on Penn State's connection to your case. And there's no better connection to Penn State than naming Joe Paterno. That's what happened here. The, uh, that is how wow. Joe Paterno's name gets named. And I, this is not John Ziegler making stuff, a, a theory. I have a fake victim <laughs> in the system with tapes, okay? With tapes. I remember. And, 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 and the tape, That's got to be frustrating. The tape, it was, yeah, it's oh, amazing. It's really important. One of the tapes I have, the story that the lawyer tells my fake victim. The lawyer doesn't know he's a fake victim, okay? This is a sting operation. <clears throat> the lawyer tells him what his story is going to be. It's the exact same story as the 1971 accuser. They got so much publicity, which CNN and, and the woman I referenced, Sarah Gannon, who didn't deserve the Pulitzer Prize, she vouched for him and said, oh, my gosh, the 71 accuser says Joe Paterno knew about this back in the 70s. It's the same lawyer and it's the same story. Amazing. And it's all fake. You know, for $100 million, uh, I think it was 1983 when I was That's in the shower at Penn State. Right. Uh, <laughs> That's worth about $2.5 right there. Congratulations. You get your time. Only $2.5? Uh, uh, Suzanne Dusky didn't. Wow. We only have uh, like 30 seconds, or we're super late already. But uh, quickly, so what are you doing with all this? Are you making, you have a movie yeah. coming out? What are you putting together with all this information that you have? 
Well, if you go to YouTube, there's a very basic uh, documentary called The Framing of Joe Paterno, which is old, Mm -hmm. but still gives people a a, a sense of what the story is about. Look, I I have the greatest story of all time, but no one cares because (laughs) this is spinal. I've already decided Right, Spinal Tap might have said, this is one of those crimes better left unsolved, really. Because (laughs) no one wants the truth in this case. If anyone ever wants it, I've got it. I've got a gold mine right here. Please come and get it. Uh, FramingPaterno.com is the website. Amazing. John Ziegler, thank you so much. Thanks, John. Appreciate it. Uh, It's an incredible case. That's amazing. And, 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 you know, a fascinating... uh, Honestly, you know... You have a certain well, I expected, capacity. I expected the Paterno defense. Right, I did, too. I did, too. I, I didn't realize. But I, I was, not the Sandusky defense. Yeah. You know, I, you, you only it have didn't a, happen at all? We, only, we all only have a certain capacity for news. And, and while I, I follow wow. the basics of the Paterno thing, and I always, you know, from the Paterno side of it, it, it always felt like it was potentially too big of a jump. You know, I always thought, mm-hmm. like, here's a guy who... He had a, a friend, he was a close confidant, he worked with for a long time. It's hard to believe these terrible things about him, and maybe he didn't believe them, and mm-hmm. maybe he did a basic reporting and thought it was going to go through the system, and those sorts of defenses I had heard before, and they kind of make some sense. I had never heard uh, John's case on that before, and that's why I wanted to have him on to kind of you yeah. know, give him an airing there. It's, it's an interesting, interesting. case. And, and All I can remember is how uncomfortable I felt in 1983. Like Pat, uh, this didn't happen. When I was showering after a practice one time, holy cow, we'll talk about What it year was this again? 1983. You were at Penn State? Yeah, at Penn State, 1983. Uh, one thing is certain, not necessarily my time at Penn State, but there, uh, <laughs> there are some changes coming. Something is going to happen, you know, eventually. I, it, it could be something wondrous. Who knows? Maybe magic fairies will sprinkle pixie dust down on us and... Um, uh, bomber jet planes will turn into butterflies. It's possible, um, although you don't need to prep for that. Uh, <laughs> no, you, don't. you don't need to prepare for that no. outcome. You need to prepare for the negative ones. You need to have your family prepared for them. You need mm-hmm. to be able to make it through a difficult, challenging time that you might not expect. Uh, who knows what it will be, whether it's uh, terrorism-related, monetary-related, civil unrest, who knows? But our government, uh, you know, as our new government takes shape, we should each take a minute and take a positive step toward, you know, just relying our, on ourselves because you can't rely on the government. FEMA takes, it's been pretty well documented, at least three days to get there. And by then, you know, you're pretty darn hungry mm-hmm. uh, or maybe worse. They're hungry in three days, 15 minutes. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm pretty much ready to break open the food storage. No question. Uh, take control and ensure you have a long-term emergency food supply on hand for you and your family from My Patriot Supply. They've got four weeks for only 99 bucks. This is good-tasting food that you're going to want to eat if you need to, and it lasts for up to 25 years. 888-411-5290 is the number to call. 888-411-5290 or at preparewiththeblaze.com. Preparewiththeblaze.com. The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free, just like we did for these current Web.com customers. We've used and and looked at other website designers, but there's nobody better than Web.com. Web.com can build your website in as little as seven days free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, and Bing. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. 
nothing. If you're in business today and you don't have a web presence, you won't be taken seriously. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-490-1099 or go to web.com slash radio. That's 800-490-1099. No upfront charge for site build, after which ongoing fees apply. Rights to site are relinquished when canceled. Domain included during active service, after which fees apply. Seven twenty-seven. Back uh, is Bonner. That was. That was a, that, I mean, John's always entertaining and interesting, but. Uh, I, I've never I heard that know. case before. I have not nope. either. And there were nope. some things in there. I, I wish I would have realized. I would have liked. I'm going to have to go back and read. Well, it. Cause it's been, it because it's been five years yeah. since the case, I mean, and, and I, you know, I, I, it's not like I followed every detail of it. It was just like you know an ancillary case that you're following because you're mildly interested it's in Joe tough Paterno. To believe that Joe Paterno would would be involved in something like that. But it then makes sense. Sa- he said Sandusky is innocent. Right? That he is. If he he's do a, it. If he's a Republican. Of course, the rabid dogs in the media would want to go after him. Yeah, and that makes They'd sense. Love it. um, and it's interesting. And was- I will say that, you know, uh, from my perspective, a, a bit of a disclaimer in that, like, you're right, it's five years ago. I don't remember. I, 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 I am not prepared enough to, to fire him back at him with, uh, with questions on it. I mean, he obviously knows the case and has been following it for a lot longer and a lot closer than I have. But it was just interesting to hear that case. Sure was. I mean, you'd think, and he said he was on the Today Show, um, and he's done, you know, did Matt Lauer and everything. You think there'd be at least a little bit of attention on the idea um, uh, that this was going on, but it's pretty. It's a pretty amazing take on they it. All I, I got never their heard. cut from the hundred million dollar payout. Wow! I mean, yeah. we, we have we should you know what we should do is go back and kind of refresh our memories a little bit, and then have them back. back on and see if we can kind of take some mm-hmm. of the tougher parts of the case against him. And Sandusky maybe watch, and see, watch see what, his uh, case on the yeah. What was yeah, it called? Yeah, we need to do that. Uh, it was uh, uh, framingpaterno.com. Okay. Uh, fascinating. Not that I saved it to go back and look later. Fascinating. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm interested enough to see because it's it's a it's such a it was such a big case, and it is one of those cases, um, especially with Paterno dead, right? Yeah. Uh, Sandusky, who everybody hates in prison. Um, there's not a lot of uh, not a lot of people, and that's why, uh, to be honest, why uh, I wanted to talk to John about it. I'm always fascinated by people who take th- those stances that no one else takes because it's just like if you are there. And it's not like, you know, a conspiracy theory. Oh, 9-11 conspiracy theory. There's tons of people doing that stuff online. And I, I'm not comparing John to that. Yeah. But it's like just to, to take a stance that is so difficult to take. And we've done it. We've taken many of them over the years, uh, as you may know, by watching this program and this network over the years. We've taken many of them. Uh, I always find it interesting to kind of like challenge myself to go back and, and, and re-examine what I thought about a, a particular case. Because, I mean, I, it never even crossed my mind, really, uh, in the past five years that Jerry Sandusky didn't do these things. I mean, no, I, you know, know, that's uh, funny, though, but, neither, but it did cross my mind often. And still, when you think about it, it still crossed my mind. There's no way that Paterno would have not acted. And done something. Just no way. He was joking. He's right. No. That doesn't make sense. It doesn't. It just doesn't. It, yeah. it doesn't make sense. Not that kind of guy. And he did. I mean, I, even the case against <clears throat> Sandusky and the people who talk about um, uh, Paterno, that, the case is... He did take action. He just took not it enough, to his superiors. They think. Right. He took it to his superiors. Yeah. And then they started investigating it. And then it didn't go anywhere. And Paterno was at fault for not following up. 
Mm-hmm. Now, look, the, the case is, hey, Joe Paterno knows everything on that campus. He's the big man on campus. He, ru- he runs that place. He should have known. He easily could have known. He didn't want to know. And, you know, okay. I can understand that yeah, case. Yeah, against no him. kidding. If that's a, I don't think it's a criminal case against somebody. Um, if you report it to the correct authorities and they don't follow through all the way, I, can under, I, I don't think it's a criminal case. But, you know, it might taint his legacy. We'll have to go back and, and examine that and have jo- uh, J- uh, John back on now that we've heard his case. Because it's... A, Mm-hmm. So that's a fascinating one. Yeah. We're running super late, though. Let's take a break. Triple eight seven twenty seven. Beck is the program. Back with more in a minute. Jeffy found and felt like sharing with us so we don't have to talk anymore. Welcome to the Pat and Stu Show, the number two trending video on YouTube right now is this man punching a kangaroo, saving his dog. It is absolutely fascinating. I saw someone tweeted about it yesterday to me and I thought, uh, you know, I don't care about a guy punching a kangaroo. It can't be real. I clicked on it this morning. Fascinating. You've got to watch the video, and then okay. we'll talk a little bit about why he did it. All right, let's see. We're all looking forward to seeing Max on a ball. When, to our horror, it turns out to be something else altogether. I didn't actually ever listen to this. I just watched it, so the audio is... It's just that. Yeah, it's, it's audio. You're right. But all is not as it seems. The big buck actually has hold of the dog, not the other way around. As Greg runs in, we realize this could get dangerous. He's like, what the hell are you just well, doing? Sure what's going on here, but the room has the dog, not the other way around. Max calmly waits for his owner to come and help. The buck root sees the odds stacking against him and tries to gut the dog with his claws one last time. His powerful arms anchor mm. the dog by the breastplate as Max doubles his efforts to escape. Finally, the root switches his attention to Tonks and sizes up the human to be his next victim. Tonks gives the kangaroo his space, but mm. the cranky buck comes forward, ready to attack. To save himself, he launches a right hand to the kangaroo's snout. Yeah, you didn't like that. The punch swivels the roo's head as Boom. he throws his claws out to grapple and gouge. Then they eye each other off. Tonks makes the right decision again and backs off, leaving the buck stunned as to what has just taken place. He Let's continues his to stand his ground, really like he has done many times before when fighting for breeding rights against other big boomers like himself. Now, that's that, really I, that almost 10 million views. Almost 10 million views right I now. I can see why. And, and now, like you, I thought, nah, I don't care. I know. I so, is there a uh, so, controversy over whether he was suppo- he should have actually hit the well, yeah, kangaroo I mean, they pissed uh, off? Well, okay. yes, and that it's actually really dangerous. Uh, you know, if you. I went to watch how kangaroos fight. Had this kangaroo. This is the sort of research you do. Well, yeah, we ask you for they, actual research, and we never get anything back. I don't do any of that. I want to see this. <laughs> the, <laughs> I want to see how kangaroos fight. But they, if you've ever seen kangaroos fight, they uh, they balance themselves on their tail, and they kick you with those with those Ooh. hind legs. Mm-hmm. And if he does that, that guy's disemboweled. He's done. 
Have a really? nice day. Yeah. If you watch How Kangaroos Fight, I mean, they kangaroos yeah. are nasty. If you watch How Kangaroos Fight, <laughs> yeah, I get. I get. And who doesn't? Who doesn't? It, I mean, it, it was fascinating to see the kangaroos actually fight. So why? Yeah. So he so, did it because the kangaroo had his dog, right? And they were out boar hunting. And he hit him in the face, and he left him alone. There's yeah. nothing wrong but, with that. No, there's not. However. A, the kangaroos, that's how they kind of take down uh, the dingoes out in the wild. So that's what, I mean, the kangaroo was just trying to take down the dog. And the well, problem I know, was... but he, he didn't want him to take down his dog. Correct. So... He should have asked nicely for the kangaroo to let <laughs> he the did. dog he go. He did, he came over. Instead of, instead of hitting the kangaroo in the face. And, I mean, standing in front of that kangaroo like that, I mean, if you or I were out there, we're dead. I mean, the kangaroo's just taking us down. Really? Oh, yeah. I mean, I've heard they're kind of nasty creatures. The but, kangaroo's uh, just taking us down. It, I mean, you don't think that they... I mean, you think you'd catch them coming, attacking you, you know? Mm-hmm. But when you watch the fight, you really don't catch the whole idea that all of a sudden they're just on their tail, whoom, and those, bottom, those legs are whomping, I mean, hard. You yeah, bet. I'm surprised you didn't kick him. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you saw him. He, I think he was actually just... He was actually shocked yeah. that the guy punched him in the face because I watched in that same story that's where I happened to catch the fight things are a little different they show two kangaroos fighting mm-hmm. they don't uh, they grab each other and kick and, and mm-hmm. hold back and kick and stuff but they don't necessarily punch so much so I think the punch kind of like whoa what the heck was that yeah what tactic is that essentially yeah. I thought it was interesting because the kangaroo kind of stood there and was like <laughs> <laughs> Did you just hit me in the face? Did you hit me in the face? The, yeah, it was really like his kind of look was like real shock. Like, I, I've never even thought fast, of such a thing. Yeah, it was fascinating. Uh, anyway. so things are a little different in the Outback than they are in the 100-acre wood with Kanga and Rue. Um, I noticed. That, really? Yeah, it's mm. a little different. Sad. A little different. Sad. Yeah, I, I've never seen such violence against a... A kanga or a root mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. I, it's, it's savage. It's brutal. Savage and brutal. It's beastly. I want um, to. Uh, I'd Jody, like... four, we got uh, four minutes, just so you know, until we need to break because we have a, a taste test, another spoon segment at the, at the Texas State mm-hmm. Fair where we're going to try a mm-hmm. deep fried pecan pie. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, which, uh, was, if I remember, uh, it was an, an interesting <laughs> experience. Uh, so you can only see, about, see that in a minute. Go ahead, Jimmy. Okay. Uh, well, then let's talk about Penn State and uh, the college football bowl games. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. Hey, uh, this past weekend, uh, we saw Penn State play for the Big Ten Championship. And the entire world, Penn State played, what, Wisconsin for the Big Ten Championship yeah, last mm-hmm. week? The entire world knows that Michigan and Ohio State are the two best teams in the Big Ten. Yeah, it's We weird. saw them play the week before. I don't even know why. I mean, it was I don't sad. understand. I mean, why couldn't they? I mean, I didn't I don't know. know. Because of the way they uh, Because of the games that they Because of the way this season lost. fell. It was yeah. such a weird season. But um, now let's go to the bowl game, baby, because yeah. Pat Gray... Mm-hmm. Your team, mm-hmm. uh, the BYU Cougars, yes. were fortunate enough to be selected to go to the classic bowl game, the Poinsettia Bowl in San Diego. The granddaddy of them all. Yeah, you know, a lot I of mean, people call the Poinsettia Bowl. You think of bowl games, the you think of the Poinsettia of Bowl in San yeah, Diego, yeah. California. A lot Boy, of teams aspire to it, but I've never uh, heard anyone. Only two to actually it. made it. There. This is the, gonna, uh, now, first of all, <laughs> not just the BYU. I mean, they're just not going to show up there and stand around by themselves. They got to play another yeah, team, they right? Play the, so the, they got to play the vaunted, vaunted Wyoming Cowboys. Dangerous Wyoming Cowboys. I mean, that's Vi- you, you. a team they've only played seventy-seven times <laughs> through history. <laughs> 
<laughs> so, so it's a rivalry. It's a rivalry 77 times. So when they get together, you throw out all, all the rule books. The records and the rule books. <laughs> this, but is the bowl sad, games- this is a sad moment of the year, which happens every year. I know. No. Which is the end of the circle where Pat, at the beginning of the year, says, I hope they do really well or they're going to wind up at the Poinsettia Bowl. Right. And then by the end right. of the year, saying, hey, they're going to the Poinsettia Bowl. I knew I was so close this year, too. Eight points away from That like is amazing. They legitimately could have been in the playoff. Yeah. Yes. Because are they never you, had the Are you going to take a 12-0 and BYU with that schedule or uh, an 11-1 Washington? I You're think legitimately they may BYU, have made it. BYU, yeah. right? I think they may have made it. I think so, too. I, I mean, they so would have had, I think, one but, loss. They they might not. No, they one loss, to, they would not go to the playoff. They but they might. would have been New Year's Six. It's incredible. Yeah. All right. So go anyway, ahead, go ahead. I was just thought there's there's 40 bowl games. Pat and I were too talking many, earlier man. today how Way many bowl many. games there are. I mean, Some of them are featuring five and seven teams. That's actually agonizing. That really kind of. There, there's no there's no reason for that. The only reason they're it's breaking terrible. the rules is so they get the teams in the bowl games. And the bowl games are good for the you know good for the players and they're fun and the fans like to go to them and stuff. But mm. for most of the smaller bowl games, I really don't think I I don't really don't think the schools make the money they pretend to make. I mean, it costs them money to go. Well, oh, really? Yeah, well, sure. They've got to pay for the bands. they got to pay, you gotta for, pay the, for the players. you got to pay for the players to go. pay for the hotel. I they got paid to the get food. a big bowl game. They do get, they do. The, the university does get paid, but you still have to uh, come ahead with some but expenses. But if, you're, if you're going to the AdvoCare Healthcare Bowl or whatever it is, right. you're only making, what are you making, four, or $500,000 per team? Maybe? That's probably what okay. it costs to go, at least. That's probably what it costs to go, yeah, so wow. you're maybe breaking even. Now, when you go to a really great bowl and you make fifteen million dollars, then it's super worth it. Uh, but then you got to share it with the conference usually, so that's why it's anyway. Nice to be I, it's good to have the the bowl games. I mean, I like them, and and I loved them when my son played because you get all kinds of swag. The oh, players right. get all kinds of swag from the different bowl games. Yeah. And then what happens? Do they, the do they all give it to their dads afterwards? Well, no, but I mean, they have to have a place to keep it, and uh, I mean. And your home might, well. might just have I mean, enough have, room I have for a roof it. Roof that he can keep the things under. Uh-huh. I mean, he can come and take them whenever he wants if he can find them. He can, yeah. <laughs> if he can find them, I mean, he's he sold all of his his, his personal belongings. Not everything. I mean, some of that stuff he's never going to wear that stuff again. <laughs> Man, that's just. Yeah, what was well, the best thing you ever got in the swag? We got like five seconds. What's the best thing you ever got? I like all the signed footballs with all the stars on them now. Uh, yeah, NFL players on them to be fun. All right, more patents too. It's coming up. We're in the bowels of the fair right now. We are in the bowels. The very bowels. Problem is, we we're state fair. We are, and we have the problem is we're just getting swamped. Uh, by all the uh, big Pat and Stu fans. Oh, my God. And when oh I mean big Pat and Stu fans, most of them are very overweight. I noticed they're very <laughs> overweight. Well, overweight draws overweight. Yes, exactly. We, we are a team. Um, right here we have a deep-fried pecan pie. Oh, and, that does look good. And are you comfortable with pecan or pecan? What's your I preference? do pecan. Okay. Uh, I don't know why. All right. Because I'm a northern. We're going to dig in, yeah. and then we'll give Jeffy the scraps. Oh, thank you. Now inside, I, I can't I can't eat nuts, you so no. You can't, no. you can't eat them at all. No. But I took some of the whipped cream. The whipped cream was good. What about pecans? Not pecans or pecans. You try and get up. I know. Okay. Uh, that's really stuck on there. 
Well, it's I can't cut a piece off of it off. I think I should provide knives with these. Yeah. You know? Thank you, Jeffrey. Almost. This is, again, science. We need, like, a laser. Like how they do surgeries. We need, like, one of those to cut these things. So you've got, basically, an entire pecan or pecan pie inside of the deep fry with the whipped cream on there. Mm -hmm. Give that a shot. Oh, my gosh. Good? No, Pat. It's good that you can't have any. Is it really good? Wow. It's really good. Delicious? That's good, but it's uh, intense. I mean, that is... um, Supposed to be. Yeah, some would say I shouldn't be surprised by that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that seems to be the case. That's good for one bite. I got outside of that. That would be. Uh, Why is it too rich? What really it, rich? I, much I could not disagree more. Hmm. It's good for one bite. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that one I would give uh, you uh, <laughs> on a fancy scale. This stupid one. <laughs> scale from one to eighteen. Uh, Jeffy, uh, what, what would you give that one? I mean, you keep eating it, so I assume it's pretty good. Yeah, it's got to be at least a 12, 13. 13. That's not that good, though. I mean, what do you give it? I'd give it, uh, I was going to say, I'd give it around a 10. Oh. It's above average, you know, but I mean, Compared I... Compared to that god-awful okay. turkey dinner? This oh. is, it was not awful. It was not awful. Yes, it was. You just don't like it because there probably there's something in there that could theoretically yeah. be healthy. Yes. <laughs> like the cranberry sauce or cranberries. Or maybe the turkey if it was outside of that. You're still eating that. This is supposed to be a taste test. It's supposed doing? to finish the entire That's pie. What I'm doing. Uh, uh, <laughs>